The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Tuesday, September 8th. Hope you all had a great Labor Day weekend today. We're going to look at a few different players who have caught our attention recently. Coming up in a bit, we're going to discuss some early round players who are now over the age of 30 and what that does for their fantasy outlooks. But we're going to start Steve Alexander with a guy who very much is not over 30. That would be Bam Adebayo. But before we talk about Bam, how are you doing? Doing well. And we're recording this on Labor Day for Tuesday. We are. And I'm getting ready to watch the Braves. I've got a fantasy football draft tonight. We got a couple NBA games. Busy Labor Day. Busy Labor Day. You were you were a little upset before we came on here that you were going to have to watch the Braves game on YouTube. How how do you think you're going to navigate that situation? I'm not I'm not as I told you, I'm not really a big streamer kind of guy. Not a streaming guy. Yeah. Uh, I prefer my old school super expensive ridiculous direct TV, which nobody does anymore uh so yeah and i want to see the first pitch of that game because it's urania who hit acuna last year oh yes and yes that's at 110 today matt so we got to crank this crank this puppy out and that we are and that we are we're going to get right to the guy i mentioned before bam out of bio steve averaging in the playoffs 16.6 16.6 points, 12.4 rebounds, 5.1 assists, 1.0 steals, 0.9 blocks, 55.1 from the field, and 87.5 from the free throw line. That's up big time from the regular season. And really, that was one of his few fantasy weaknesses. Now, not a guy who currently shoots many threes at all. He was 38th in nine category leagues this season before everything shut down. He's still just 22 years old. And he made a massive leap this season from the year before. Went from 8.9 points, 7.3 boards, 2.2 assists, to 15.9 points, 10.2 boards, 5.1 assists. This is all my way of saying he has really he's really intriguing me right now as a fantasy option. And I think he's an easy top 25 pick next year in drafts. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'll tell you what, Matt. Uh, Bam Adebayo, the, the number that I'm most impressed with or the thing I'm most impressed with from that guy is his passing ability. I did not realize he was going to be kind of an assist guy. Yeah, he's an assist machine. He's really good at passing the ball. Um, He's a big reason why the Heat looks so dominant in these playoffs so far. And um, the fact he's 22 years old is pretty incredible also. So, I mean, the future's so bright for him. I think maybe after Jokic and Carl Anthony Towns, he's – Probably the third best fantasy center out there. Yeah, and I mean, Steve, you know, he shot just 69.1% from the free throw line this season. So that was really, that and three-pointers are the main weak areas. But again, shooting great in the playoffs, 87.5%. He was a 74% free throw shooter the year before. So really, 
he is a guy who still could be maybe not an asset in free throws, but decent in free throws, not going to hurt you there. So yeah, there's just monster upside for this guy heading into year four. And I think he's on a lot of people's radars, but he is a guy I will be targeting early and often in fantasy drafts. And maybe it's just me being super old school, but when I select a center for my team, I can live with 70% free throw shooting and not a ton of threes. Like the free throws are not good, but they're not bad. Like back in the day, you know, you couldn't really draft Shaq or he would ruin your whole team. Right. And I mean, yeah, we're talking about basically 70% from Bam on five attempts per game this year. That is not going to destroy you in free throw percentage. Yeah. I mean, you can live, you can live with that. All right, Steve, now we're going to, we're going to shift gears very drastically here. There's a few early round guys. Elder statesmen. Yeah. To some extent, this, this first guy certainly is, uh, Kyle Lowry has looked good overall in the playoffs and especially good in the series against the Celtics. First four games of that series, we're recording this prior to game five, 21 and a half points, 7.0 rebounds, 7.5 assists, 2.3 steals, 0.8 blocks, 1.8 threes. He's 33 years old, Steve. He missed 12 games before the season shut down, but on a per game basis, he was 21st overall in non-category leagues, according to basketballmonster.com. I generally want to avoid players who are over 30 years old in fantasy just as a guideline, but I do think there are some clear exceptions. LeBron James and James Harden are a couple. I think Kyle Lowry is also a guy I would be willing to draft again next season if he's still sitting there, you know, let's say something in like the fourth or fifth round. He just seems like a little bit of an outlier as far as being one of these guys who can produce well into his 30s. Yeah, I was I was funny. We haven't talked about it, but when you mentioned his name I was thinking fourth round sounds right so and I'm with you like I generally stay away from old guys I think most of us do it's sort of the roto world way but um (laughs) for some reason Lowry just doesn't seem like he's ready to shut it down you know I, I feel like he's still got gas left in the tank um a little different than a guy we talked about last uh the last time we talked like Goran Dragic like I feel like this is his last hurrah. Like, this is his swan song. But Lowry, I feel like he's he's going to do this again next year. The road to world way. We are old guys who stay away from old guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I just think with Lowry, you're assuming he's going to miss some games. You know, as I said, he missed 12 before the shutdown. But he still has that top 20, top 25 potential and if you're getting him in the fourth or fifth round, I think you're okay with some missed games for that trade-off. When he's on the court, he's pretty much crushing it for you. So that that's how I look at Lowry. And for that reason, I think I will draft him at least one more year in fantasy based on what I've seen him do in the playoffs. Yeah, he's not going to be on my must-have list. But if he's sitting there in like fifth round and I need a point guard, yeah, pulling the yeah. trigger. The all-new Roto-World Premium subscription package has the tools and resources to help you dominate your fantasy leagues across all sports from draft to playoffs. Plus, get free access to our brand-new sports betting tools from now to September 28th. As a listener of the Roto-World Fantasy Basketball Podcast, get $10 off any annual subscription to Roto-World Premium. To find your edge, visit rotoworld.com slash edge using the promo code BKPOD10 at checkout. Steve, moving on to our next over-30 guy, Kemba Walker is playing big minutes for the Celtics in the playoffs. 
through his first eight playoff games this year, 35 minutes per game, averaging 22.0 points, 3.9 boards, 5.0 assists, 1.3 steals, 2.33 pointers. Those are pretty much vintage Kemba Walker numbers right there. He turned 30 in May, has dealt with knee trouble this year before the season shut down. 42nd overall in nine category leagues. This one, though, I feel pretty differently than Lowry. Even though Kemba is younger, the recurring knee trouble and his age and the way the Celtics managed him make me nervous. Me too, a little bit. It's cool that he's back and playing this many minutes. Uh, I don't know if that's going to end up hurting him for the the upcoming season. I kind of feel like the he's just going all out for these playoffs. Part of me thinks that because he got out of Charlotte and landed on a, a good team in Boston, that his his mentality is probably somewhat of, I've been revitalized and, and rejuvenated with a fresh start in Boston. So I'm, I'm encouraged by that, but he can't mentally make his knee stop hurting. So I, I am a little concerned about injuries and, and just, I don't know if frailty is the right word, fragile, but I... I'm a little leery of drafting Kemba next year. But it's also, Steve, the way that the Celtics are. You expect the Celtics to be this good, if not better, next year, most likely. And there's no reason for them not to be cautious with Kemba during the regular season. You know, And I guess you could say that applies to Lowry to some extent, too. I expect Lowry to miss games, get hurt here and there. But it's the management. You know, Kemba could be on this program where, like, you know, his knee is barking at him at all. They're going to shut him down until he's right because they don't need to force it during regular season with him. And so kind of like we saw with Goran Dragic, yeah, he got, that's what I was he got absolutely turned loose in the playoffs. And that could easily be the blueprint for Kemba Walker moving forward where he doesn't need to put up big regular se- regular season numbers. He'll put up okay regular season numbers, but you know you combine that with him potentially missing time for knee maintenance, all of that. And again, this is the probably the worst case scenario, but to me, it's just there's enough risk here and he has so much name recognition it's not like he's going to fall until late in your drafts so i just think all things considered he is a guy i'm probably going to avoid moving forward in fantasy leagues yeah and something that we really haven't talked about much lately um because it's the playoffs and they're they're really not load managing people but load management is the thing that happened to goran Dragic this year and it happens to Kawhi Leonard uh, every year, and it's Kemba's a prime suspect for some serious uh, load management next year. So, Does load management happen to Kawhi Leonard, or does Kawhi Leonard spawn all load management for the universe? I feel like <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is, like, he, he, he unleashes load management. <laughs> He's the load management godfather. <laughs> the last name I want to hit on this Express Labor Day edition of the show— Paul George also passed the age 30 threshold in May. Just to review his season as far as durability is concerned, he missed the first 11 games of the year after surgery on both shoulders. He then missed 10 more games in January with hamstring trouble. Now, before the hamstring issues popped up in January, after he was back from the shoulder, before the hamstring issues, he had a stretch of 26 games where he was 17th overall in nine category leagues. 23.5 points, 6.0 boards, 3.7 assists, 1.5 steals, 0.5 blocks, 3.6 three-pointers. After he returned 
from the hamstring trouble, those numbers fell off a bit. But he's been good in the playoffs since he broke out of a slump. Uh, his last four games, around 23 points per game, more good peripheral stats, similar to the ones I mentioned before. So, Steve, I think the bottom line is the early round fantasy star in Paul George is still in there. I think there is still plenty of mileage left for him, and I don't expect some kind of sudden decline next year. But I do worry a bit about his ability to stay healthy at this stage of career, especially if you know, you're going to have to draft George in the top 15 or so. So what are your thoughts looking at this whole picture? Well, I think a big piece of this puzzle depends on what we are doing next season, right? If they stay in the bubble in Orlando with no fans, you know, that really did not work well for Paul George, for at least for a minute. He admitted he was basically depressed and um, not feeling it, had kind of checked out. So, mm-hmm. first of all, I need to see what we're doing for the upcoming season then you add in the shoulders and the, the hammies and, and the, the nagging injuries. Then you add in the fact that he plays with Kawhi Leonard, who spawns all load management. Um, <laughs> it all just scares me. I, I like Paul George. I think he's a really, really good player. But I don't see, I don't see me drafting him anywhere, anytime. Let's say, hypothetically, we do get to, you know, I mentioned maybe he's a guy you'd have to look at in the top 15 or so to land him on your team that's just my ballpark guess but let's say steve now we're, we get to 25 and he's still sitting out there in one of your leagues would you consider it then i don't think i don't i don't i'm think i'm just gonna let somebody else draft paul george i don't okay. think i'm okay. taking him unless it's just ridiculously late and you know then i can't help it but i okay. i don't i don't foresee me taking him in any league okay there it is uh, well, that about does it for us, Steve. Did you have anything else before we get out of here? And maybe we should mention Giannis blew up his ankle, his already injured right ankle on Sunday. Really uh, does not look good. I've, I've not seen, seen seen someone on the floor in that much pain from a sprained ankle in a long time. Like It felt like the trainers were in his face and like something was really, really wrong. It, it's pretty severe. I, w- I don't know if he's going to play in the next game or not. No team in the NBA has ever come back from being down 3-0, so probably doesn't matter, but I would not mess with Giannis in DFS right now. Yeah, as of early afternoon on Monday, unclear whether Giannis would be available to play on Tuesday, but as you said, Steve, it didn't look good on Sunday. Keep it tuned to rotoworld.com for further updates. That about does it for us. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We will be back on Friday to explore some more playoff trends. Thanks to all of you for listening. Steve, thanks for taking the time. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. 
Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.